Hey folks, this is Dr. Rob, and welcome to Overcoming Betrayal and Addiction, a podcast brought to you by Seeking Integrity Treatment Programs and hosted by me and my sidekick, Tammy. Say hi, Tammy. Hi, Dr. Rob. Thank you. Our show provides useful answers to your most asked questions about cheating, betrayal, and addiction. Let's get started. Hey, wanted to know what you would recommend saying to a husband who says you don't appreciate him enough. I'm kind of assuming this is the betrayed partner to the to the addict. Well, well, first of all, as a general question, mm-hmm. taking out everything of what we do, just asking that question. What? What? Uh, oh, okay, great. We do have more. I'm just saying uh, that's a general question that could be answered here. But anyway, go ahead. Did you know he recommends anything? What would you say? That's really challenging. And husband goes to five meetings a week. Um, Well, I think I do have an answer for that. Hold on a second. Um, I've written about and absolutely believe that in early recovery, the last person who can validate how well I'm doing is my spouse, uh, if I have one. Because uh, while I may be used to depending on you for support and validation, which is great in a coupleship, hey, you know, or friendship, hey, Tam, I had a great day, good for you. But when I've betrayed and hurt you, you can no longer be the sounding board of support for my healing. You have to turn and get support from me because you don't trust me. And I have to turn outward to get support because um, you're so angry and I don't want to take that away from you. I have to get my own support. So um, to answer, but... Five years later, if 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 my spouse were still and Tammy can say whatever, you know, I think she's had this experience too with other people. If, if three years later, somebody I was involved with seemed so committed that they're going to four or five meetings a week and, you know, maybe therapy or whatever, I would turn to them and I would say, well, first, I well, two things. One is I prefer they didn't ask. But I'll, I have another story about that at another time. But absolutely. I mean, this is someone who's working really hard, who's really committed. It's been a long time. Now you're probably in a relationship where you are more supportive in different areas. Um, you know, I, I absolutely think that he he gets to have an attaboy, um, but not on his timeline. And that's what I would say to him, being being someone who has these issues myself. I will do the dishes and I'll say, honey, you know, I did the dishes. You didn't say thank you. And my husband will say, it's been 20 minutes, you know. <laughs> so I understand that. But nonetheless, I, I think that for the work he's doing, he deserves, uh, uh, I appreciate you're doing that at, at least. Yeah, well, and and so for those of you that are joining, I there was another piece to it. I am the betrayed partner and four years since formal disclosure husband right. goes to five meetings a week and has a CSAT. So, so yeah, right. I mean, so I, I had an experience, we're traveling. So um, my husband went for a walk. I had been for a run and I was coming back and he goes, looking good, you know, like, like cheering me on today. And it was so funny. I run by myself all the time and, um, I, and just having him like cheer me on, like it felt nice. I wasn't looking for that, but it was, you know, it was, it was, you know, it's like, you almost got this, you know, so, cause I had a mile to go, but it, you know, like it, it is meaningful. I was thinking, I hope that you guys have a pattern of, you know, sitting together, you know, a couple times a week and having a conversation. And as part of that conversation and check-ins, I lost you, Dr. Rob. Um, no, I'm, as par- I'm conscious. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's good. Um, um, as part of that conversation, sharing, sharing, you know, what is helpful. Now, it, you know, I, you know, I do, you know, 
I don't get thank yous when I unload the dishwasher. I always tell my husband, thank you for unloading the dishwasher. It's just one of those things. Like I want, I want to encourage good behavior, you know, I, I, he'll never see this, so he won't hear me, but no, it's true. It's like, it's just so much easier to affirm, you know, positivity. And so, so my concern is, you know, if after this time, um, a, he's, you know, going, you need to say good, you know, say I did good. Or if it's, you're still angry and I don't know which, or if either of those are the case, but, but I think having the communication of, you know, I really appreciate it. You know, when you, you know, when you affirm this or, you know, it, or, or you saying, I don't like it. You know, if you're pushing me, it feels false if I can't do it organically, but you know, that those languages of love, you know, like people have different things that they need that uh, validate some people like gifts, you know, I'm like, you do the dishes, I'm a happy camper, you know, I mean, it's one of those things. It's what we're looking for from, you know, from, uh, you know, from others is different based on who we are and being able to enter, uh, enter into that space, you know, is meaningful to the other person. You know, I'm not a, a gift giver or, or, or that's not my most meaningful thing. I know, but it's like when someone <laughs> is, I try to know that so that, you know, I can try, you know, um, not always successfully, but I can at least Cammie, try. you send so, birthday cards more than anyone I know. It's so respectful. I know, but, but anyway, cards is different. I, that I do, but anyway, so anyway, but I, what I'm saying is, you know, is there some space where you guys can have a conversation about what your needs are and what your reticence might be, you know, this is what I'm looking for, or I like this, or I need to be more um, intentional and affirm you with that, or it still, it still hurts me. You know, I'm still getting that hurt. And if that's the case, what do you need to do to get support for you, you know, so that you can, you know, I mean, I, relationships are, we're supposed to, not a hundred percent, but we're supposed to enjoy and, and affirm to the best of our ability and be supportive, you know, through the, the good and the bad, you guys have weathered a big storm, you know, so that he is on a recovery journey maybe time to start enjoying the fruits of the labor. Cause you sure went through, you know, the planting and the harvesting. I mean, all the crap I'm doing a really bad farmers in You're in the Midwest anyway, though. So you yeah, I am. Can you tell? Yeah, I go to the Midwest <laughs> and there's blueberry farms and yeah. Anyway, so yeah. Anyway, so, so I guess my encouragement would be, yeah. Like if he's really asking, like, how can you guys come to a place where he isn't asking, you know, that drives me crazy because you're asking this, but how can you step into, I'm doing these things that are meaningful and feel authentic to you, not just to placate him. So, um, but honestly, good job. You know, you guys are still like, you're still yes. navigating it, you know, so good job. Well, I, I want to add a couple of things, but this mm -hmm. is a high quality question. I mean, mm -hmm. You know, the questions we often get here are, are much more painful and much more difficult. This is a, a lovely problem to be having is, you know, to what degree should I validate you? And how wonderful is that? And I think mm -hmm. that should give, give hope to other folks that there can be five years, that you can be negotiating your intimacy, um, that it doesn't always end up where you are right now. I think it's a great. So thank you for that. I also wanted to say a couple of things. It's a great example. Um, one of the things we encourage so strongly is for the men we work with in particular to be more vulnerable. And this man was vulnerable with you. He said, this is something I need. He didn't act it out. He didn't take it. And I think that's, you know, as I say to, yeah, you know, I say this all the time. It's like, um, if I don't need anything, 
if Tammy doesn't need anything, I move away because she doesn't need anything. But if she tells me what's going on with her, I feel compelled to move toward her. And so for him to open up to you is actually, from my perspective, for him, uh, a very good thing, no matter what he asked for. He had an emotional need. He turned to you in an honest way. Great news. The other thing just about you, I thought, uh, you know, what you're being to do, asked to do is to validate the person who hurt you. And um, there are many, many levels of forgiveness. Many, many people think, oh, I forgive you. It doesn't work that way. And so forgiveness might be you, it, the problem is on my mind anymore. And I can really see us going forward in a positive way. But you may not have got, gotten to the I want to validate you you know, part of forgiveness, which means I'm pretty much done with that anger. Um, and is, so anyway, I recommend looking at the stages of forgiveness. And there's a time when you just have to be inside and then a the time you want to take from them. And eventually you're able to share that, but it's a process. So you might want to look where you are in terms of grief and forgiveness. But these are, what a great question. I could answer these all day. But on to the next question. The trade partner right. here during our full therapeutic disclosure nine months ago, I found out that my essay husband has sexual, emotional, and relational fantasies throughout our 40-year marriage. He estimated at least one per month. Although he didn't cross the flesh barrier, this still hurts like hell. A few of his fantasies were with friends of mine from our church. Can you help me understand more about the role of limerence and fantasy play in an addict's brain? Thank you. By the way, he's doing all the recommended recovery works. He's at 12-step sponsor, et cetera. So. I think Tammy, I want. I think you should start with that one, if you don't. Mind. Well, I, well, yeah, I want you to at, answer about the limerence and the, you know the more the, the more clinical things. But you, I want I want to tag into the hurts like hell. You know, like yeah, I'm. I know, I know. You know, and whether it crossed the flesh barrier. And so we have lots of partners of people who just did porn. You know, and they are betrayed partners. And you know, this is it isn't just did porn. You know, it is focusing elsewhere rather than as we were just talking about, rather than turning to your partner, you know, and expressing a need or want or desire. You know, so it's 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 turning away and it's the secrets and lies and everything else. You've had 40 years of lies, 40 years of lies. That's you know, that's monumental and 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 the hurt that it causes you to look at, you know, was everything a lie? You know, was every person I've, you know, like you said, friends of yours from church. So, so, you know, you're probably doing the rewind on, you know, like all of the people through the 40 years. And was it this one? Was it that one? You know, and that's taxing to you, overwhelming. Um, but so I love hearing that he's doing the work and hope, I mean, it's only nine months since disclosure. I, I don't know how or uh, yeah, since hormone therapeutic disclosure, I don't know how long since discovery, but hopefully he's on a path and you're starting to see, you know, incremental changes, you know, too early to trust him completely. Um, uh, and you even with Dr. Rob giving an excellent explanation about limerence and all that kind of stuff, it still won't make sense to you because your brain doesn't think like this. You would never hurt him you know, and it, like you would never hurt him like that. You know, you, you are putting your relationship first. So, so it's challenging for people, I always say with normal or usual brains that are, you know, to, to go to an addict brain, but the brokenness is real. Um, and, and so you love someone who's broken. Your 40 years weren't all a lie. There, there were true and meaningful and good things, but he's got some, you know, some issues, but the good news is from what I'm reading, he's, he's working on changing and you know he hasn't just gone well i've been doing like this forever so so i mean there's hope 
is what I guess I'm saying. So, all right. So thoughts on the limerence I know you want brain. to talk about limerence, but I want, I to, I want to say something about the question, the question mm -hmm. in general first, mm -hmm. which is, um, you know, I, I know this is really hard to understand. I think you understand intellectually. It's really hard to take in into your heart, which is, it doesn't matter. This is someone who's done this his whole life with everybody who's in his world. He did it at work. He did it. In other words, who it is, is very painful for you, but it means nothing to him. Not really, because he's actually saying in some level, well, I, I did this with this person and that person and this person. And when you hear that, you, you know, as Tammy was talking about broken, this is a therapy issue. I mean, yes, it's something to work on the 12-step programs, but this is him in my mind, and I'm not trying to make uh, you feel any differently for him. But in my mind, this is someone who has been desperate all of his, all of his life to have a mother, for example, who loved him or had to fantasize looking at other, I know I used to fantasize at the holidays, especially I'd look other, at other families and I'd think, oh, their life must be like this. I wish I was there. Well, you know, he may be looking in his mind for every woman he knows. I mean, I think there are psychological pieces to this what i appreciate he didn't act them out as far as we know and i think that well you've had disclosure and that really speaks even more to it being an emotional problem and let me say uh when i when i work with the guys in seeking integrity and i'm going to be there tomorrow guys um you know i have clients who their acting out was never with anyone they knew and never with anyone around their home or their environment i knew other people who who um, were doing the things they were doing, you know, only when they went out of town with people they would never meet again. And all of that has to do with the therapy piece. The f these, both these people are looking for something very broken inside, but they, the, the, and that's kind of how the addiction plays out, but what they look at and how they look at them and what they're trying to get sexual or romantic, you know, that's part of their brokenness, like Tammy said. So what I want you to get out of your head is, and I know this is going to be hard. He really wanted to have sex with my sister-in-law and he fantasized about the two of them running away together and leaving me. Uh, I think you could say that about a hundred people that he's looked at. Um, so it doesn't feel any better for you, but this is not about you. It's not about your neighbor. It's not about anyone at church. It's about the brokenness in the man that you care about. And I'm glad he's telling you this. He might stop telling you every single person he sees. I don't think that's going to make you feel any better, but he could certainly say, you know, I found myself, um, distracted by somebody today. By the way, if he's not involved with sex and love addicts anonymous, S-L-A-A, that particular uh, program is a lot about repeated romanticizing and uh, getting uh, fantasizing and getting in emotional relationships that are really problematic. So that uh, some time on S-L-A-A online might be useful for him if he goes to a different program. Anyway, I'm done. You're okay. done. The next done. question is what, no, we're not completely done. We've got more questions. What if I can't, can't Oh. This is from a betrayed part. What if I just cannot forgive the betrayal? How do I heal and move forward? Hmm. Is this the same person? Um, I don't, I, let's pretend it's not. So let's. Okay. But if, I, let I mean, me, whatever you want to. Let okay, me try who it is and then go to it is. Okay. So if this was the person above, I would say it's only been nine months. Well, what if it's the been four years? No, if you. I don't think it is. So let's go with it. It's not. No, no. The disclosure was nine months ago. So what I would say is it's only been nine months. But it's different disclosure. names on those. So this no, is no, not No, no. I'm giving. To... Okay. Okay. No, I'm saying. All right. I will... We're taking that kind of. Gotcha. I just was going to 
compressed. It was an opportunity. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Tammy. I didn't mean to throw you off. I'm so sorry. Um, I, it was an opportunity to say, if this was the person above, I would say, oh, you know, it's only been nine months since, since disclosure. You need to be kinder to yourself. You need to forgive that you're not ready to get, you know, to let go of the issues. And you are probably healing fine. You are moving forward. You're here and you can breathe and talk. So if it was the person before, that would have been my response. Thank you, Tammy, for letting me do that. Now, what is the question itself? So what if I just cannot forgive the betrayal? How do I heal and move forward? So, so say this is the, per the first person and it's been four years and I'm feeling stuck. I mean, like, like, well, yes, there's a period to... of time. So, you know, if it's right, nine months, you know, or, and... yeah. And you're, you know, Tammy, I know what you're going to say, which is it's not just about the time. It's um, do you see this person taking regular actions toward change? How, are they reading the books? Are they going to the podcasts? Are they taking the courses online? Are they going to 12-step meetings? You know, what are they doing? And not because you asked them to, but because they've taken this on as something they're committed to. So what I'm saying to you is um, healing and moving forward and then eventually beginning to really heal the betrayal is not up to anything to do with you. It's you're observing um, if this person you care about is truly taking this on. And through that process, you will find a way to forgive the betrayal, which is, you know, which is a long time away. Um, so at four years, um, get support for yourself. Um, make sure you're not alone. We offer, and I think it's great to say this, at no cost, right, whatsoever. There are groups you can go support groups. Go and listen to other men or women in those groups, depending on which ones they are. Go to the group where and listen to what people are saying. You know, this is how I learned forgiveness. This is what I saw as healing. Um, you're in the right place, by the way, and, and there's no cost to those groups. You're always welcome mm -hmm. to join. Um, and also, you know, you're in the right place here. And at the other end, just to say, we do teach a betrayed partners course and i'm going to mention that because it is a place where we actually teach the different stages and level sort of issues you go through and what healing is in the process so you can learn it sounds like you have more learning to do and uh there are a hundred books on the subject so um and we can recommend some in fact tammy they could write you and you could recommend books i'm sure you can you can i'll put it in the chat too but tammy t-a-m-i at seekingintegrity.com but I, I think you know we've done some webinar series Debbie mccray has done some great ones um on you know, the, the the healing grieving process i mean honestly you know I, i'm going to back it up you know so i can't what if i can't forgive the betrayal Honestly, I hear from partners who feel like they can't forgive themselves because they feel like, mm. you know, they got manipulated and things. So, so I think it really is a healing process. And there are stages, you know, Debbie McCrae, like I just mentioned, did a great series on grief. And I think there's grief involved. And I think that's part of the healing process, being angry, you know, and, and, but I, Dr. Rob is right. I absolutely is like, it, you know, you can forgive a broken person and move beyond the relationship. I still think forgiving at some point. So you're not carrying around that toxicity, but everybody gets to choose. But, but, you know, if you're in a relationship, if you see somebody really working to change, really showing up for the relationship, not perfectly, you know, that that's really 
helpful to a healing process. So, so there's a lot of components with this. I would strongly encourage you to work with a qualified professional to get some support. Betrayal trauma is real. You know, maybe do some body work, somatic experience, EMDR, you know, and kind of see, you know, and often, you know, it's touching on some older wounds. And so separating those layers of like, this is the betrayal from now, you know, there's old stuff. I'll get to that, but I need to, you know, get some support for that, for this in this moment, you know, we want to support you in the early stages and we've got all the free resources on sex and relationship healing.com, but we also want you to go, okay, now I've got this foundation. So now I'm, now I'm ready to look at some of these other you know, layers and, and it, it's really good and meaningful work. And you're working with somebody who's qualified to teach it, but also connecting with peer as, um, to help you help support you and you support them. So low cost, really good, solid work. So not therapy, not treatment. Therapists recommend these to their clients because they see how helpful they are in doing the work you know, with them. So, okay. That's enough. You know, right? I just want to say, um, that Tammy worked so, so hard from the very beginning to start with one workshop and then another one and another one. I don't think it's just about, we want you to take this. I think she's, don't answer this because I know what you'll say. I think she's really proud of the work that she has done and, and the people that are being helped there. And I don't think she's trying to say, oh, take this, take that. We are plenty busy. But I think I'm making this up, Tammy, because I know you pretty well that you, he, you go to those, you attend those, you see people sign up and you realize that people are getting help who weren't before. They've been in therapy for three years, but they have no idea how to, how to look at what happened to them. Or, so anyway, um, if you guys never take a course, just know that Tammy's really helping people because I try to validate her. She doesn't like it, but Thank I Thank you. No, I, um, I appreciate that, but it is about providing resources and people are kind and they, they do, they write to me and tell me how meaningful it is. And those are precious moments for me because I do talk to lots of people who are majorly in pain in the moment. So, so it is the, this is why we do the work, you know, and, and I'm, I'm grateful. I'm grateful when people get the help they need. So, okay. I have, um, what, so one thing mm -hmm. I wanted to add to the betrayal question, mm -hmm. um, some of you may know I do consultations and I sit for two hours with a, a couple generally to help them figure out how to move forward. And it's very typical for someone to call Tammy and say, I'd like to set up a consultation. And it is a spouse, not the person who has the acting out, but their partner. And generally it's a wife. And I, and when I have the two folks in front of me and I, the addict says, you know, I've really started doing some work. I've been listening to this and I've been going to that and I've been reading that. And then my question is who set up this appointment? Well, she did. Who told you about the blog that you've been reading? Well, she did. Um, who, how did you get the books? Well, she read it and then she gave it to me. I mean, a real judge to me, judgment or way to judge for me, someone's sobriety and someone's commitment to healing is, it, are you as a spouse hand feeding them the things that they need to do? Because I have a blog, I have a podcast, a lot of stuff we give away free. Are you pointing that person toward every single thing you found? Or are they showing up saying, I heard the podcast or I read the blog? Because that's where trust comes in, is if I see someone really taking responsibility for their own problem, not trying to prove anything to me or even worse, ask you to help make it better for me. So anyway, I get upset when I'm working with a couple and I hear that you know desperate plea from a spouse to make it better. And then I ask the, who found this and who found this? And, and it's never the addict, not never, but not often enough. Rarely, anyway, so. thanks for letting me do that. Okay. 
So the next question is, my wife has asked me, this is somebody apparently that was a betrayer. So my wife has asked me to give up the relationship with two family members who knew about my acting out. However, my wife still hangs out with her friend who acted out too. What are your thoughts? Would you, again, Tammy, I, I like to gather my thoughts. So okay. if you don't to mind. Me, to me, this is, you know, I, I can only take care of my actions and reactions. So, um, so I mean, I think you can discuss, you know, I'm, I'm working really hard on this for our relationship to continue forward. You know, it would be really helpful for me if we can, you know, if we can work towards this, uh, you know, I, you know, what her friend does, I, I got, I, you know, her friend is her friend and whatever, but, you know, for the two of you, is there a healing path for the two of you? But, you know, you acted out and, um, I, but I guess I'm wondering, uh, okay, here's a, another little thought I just had. Do the two family members, were they part of your acting out? Were they complicit in your acting out? So like they knew about it and didn't tell her that would be, an, so then they're That's also betraying think. her. Okay. Yeah. I just right. had that clue. Okay. It wasn't, you told them about it. It was, they knew about it and they didn't tell. So she feels betrayed by them. So that, so they're part of your betrayal posse rather than your healing posse. So to me, I'm like, you know, they aren't safe for her either. So, so it isn't like tit for tat. It's like, what do you need to do to be a person of integrity? you need to work on you. I would highly suggest that you participate in the sex addiction 101 work group. I put the link for the work groups on that would probably be a great place to start maybe out of the doghouse, but, um, but take a look at those, forget your wife and who she's hanging out with. What do you need to do to show her that you are able to be trustworthy? Thank you. See, it really helps if you go first, Tammy. It really does organize how I think. So thank you for that. Um, ta uh, I have a podcast with a guy named Dr. Stan Tatkin. And I think this is a great time to say something about what he taught me. And I, I absolutely hold this as the highest value. I think Tammy, too, actually. Me, me too. I she, really you, like this one. You yeah. quote this a lot. So mm -hmm. in any case, we talked about what a healthy relationship, what it really, really makes to make both members of a couple feel loved and considered and, and like adults. And basically he said, you know, whenever you're making a decision for yourself, it's probably not a great thing for the relationship. Whenever you're making a decision for your partner it, alone, it's probably not a good thing. Your decisions have to be made about what's best for the relationship, not what you want, not what you think. And I thought that's really it, isn't it? Because um, if I, if my giving up these relationships would be best for both of us, not what I want, not what make her happiness, but what will be the, the best thing for both of us, then I'm answering it in the right way. Does your harassing your wife about how she spends her time with people you also don't like, um, what's the, the best way you should handle that with your wife that'll be best for the relationship? If it were me, I wouldn't say anything, but that's up to you. She runs her life, you run yours, she runs her she's not the addict here, so she can hang out with whoever she wants. Yeah. Um, I did have write something else down, Tammy. Yeah. And you guys know that I can be very direct, at least the clients when they're in seeking integrity certainly know that. So I do want to say this with all due respect, and this is someone who comes regularly, so I want to be nice. But like, how old are the two of you? It sounds like a couple of teenagers. Like, well, you did this for two months, and now you can have this. And is this what the two of you are really focused on? How about your own healing with each other and not... Well, you know, you stole five of these and now I want to take one. And 
I mean, it does sound to me like a, a no. Well, I, I'm not making offense. I'll say I stand behind what I say. It doesn't sound like two adults who were have been the, faced with desperate losses and are worried about how to heal them. It sounds like people who are worried about things that are relatively minor and might even be a distraction. Doesn't mean they don't feel minor, but sitting back here and seeing and hearing what I hear all the time and Tammy does too, you know, there's probably bigger things for you to worry about. Um, and for the, for the, yeah. So anyway, that's all I was going to say. I, I, I will add, what do you need to do to heal you so she wants to hang out with you that would be you know that you're a guy that she <laughs> wants to gravitate toward to uh, no seriously i mean it's like i you know get it you get it yeah okay thank you for listening to this episode of overcoming betrayal and addiction if our words have led you to seek help please reach out you can always find us at www.seekingintegrity.com